Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And how does this sound? Game one at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. The Knicks could be a team that win not only one postseason series, but maybe threaten to win a second one. I'm just going to say that right now. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. The energy in the garden is always, is always amazing. Go New York, go New York, go! Obviously, we're going to start with the Lakers and the Warriors. We got to play Lakers basketball. We got to defend at a high rate. We're playing, in my, in my opinion, the MVP of our league this year and Steph. So they got championship DNA as well. They know what it takes and what it feels like to be in pressure games. So we got to be ready for that opportunity and for that pressure. He's on J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, New York City. You not have one team in the top four in the East. You got two. The, the East, New York Knicks man, clinched down. the fourth seed yesterday, oh, and they man. will host the first round. Home court advantage, something that, guys, you, I know you want to make fun of me, and that's fine. No, 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 no. Because I, I want to talk about it because I think it's worth it. It's a story in the NBA, but I will say this. You have to admit, all kidding aside, it is remarkable. A team that Beyond. started out the season the way you expected it to be for them. No, it's not remarkable. To what they are today. It's not remarkable. It's not remarkable. They made the playoffs. Okay. And? Stop. A team that was expected to be in the lottery again. They're in the Zero East. playoff expectations. They're in the East. What does that mean? What, yeah. What, what, do you, what, what, is, what does that mean? It means that they the won East 16 is of the last weaker. 20 games and they clinched a fourth seed. There's nothing there. And by the way, doing it by winning three out of six on a West Coast trip. And they really could have won four. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it had not been for some, some lucky bounces in the oh. Laker game. Okay. Alan, I'm sorry. Can, let's just remind you. How many games did the Knicks win last year? I think they won 16? 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. So, this year they won 41. Yeah. And if you had told me at the beginning of the year the Knicks are going to be in the playoffs, I would say, damn. ESPN okay. BPI said 2% chance to be a playoff team. Just the in the, the playoffs. I'm talking about. A nine or ten, like trying to fight for that nine or ten oh, yeah. seed, I would be like, great year. Oh yeah, yeah. But a four seed, mm-hmm. damn. But Allen, but, but Allen beating his chest though for the fourth seed, so I got to give. But him he some. should be allowed to. No, he can't. He should be allowed to. Julius Randle's in the MVP team, conversation. D like, Rose is kind of reemerged under Tibbs again. This is like, incredible. Teams like Boston just basically crumbled and fell apart. You didn't expect. Oh, no, you my, didn't expect exactly. You didn't expect on Boston to, to be sitting where they at. Miami went through a lot Miami of COVID and through, their issues. You know, I'm sorry. That's so, all. so when you win a Super Bowl because another team's offensive line had some injury issues, it's not really a Super Bowl. You didn't really win because oh. their offensive well, I see line, what you, did there, Alan. you know, was banged up. I didn't it's not have, really a win I didn't, for Tom I didn't Brady. Have no problems on my offensive line or no, the I'm team. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about Tom Brady. I'm talking about a Super Bowl. Oh well, Tom's got that happened. So that's why you won a Super Bowl. Like, I'm sorry, Tom I was feels, told that you play to win the game. Whatever's in front of you, you take care of that business. You don't worry you about can it. Only play who's and on by the, the court. way, can I also say this because I am tired of this going on around the country. This yeah. whole thing about how everybody's just like rolling their eyes about any Nick fan that's enjoying this right now. Guys, it's been seven years. Seven. Is that really like a you, long time? Like you can't give these people like just one day to feel good about their team after years of being mocked and laughed at. LOL, Knicks. Any chance you could, you use them as a headline, Knicks for clicks, and they're happy one day and you are like, man, you don't have no right to be happy. No, one day, not, just not, be happy no, that they don't stink that, anymore. No, it's good that they're in the playoffs, but you're like beating your chest up and down because they're the fourth seed. Just getting to the playoffs is great, man. kind of feel like a – It's f- a top four seed. seed. Went from not making the playoffs to a top four seed. 
That's incredible. Where would they be at if they was in the West? Well, uh, I, they would be a fifth seed. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. They're not in the West. They're in the but, East. But they would I, be a fifth seed. I, mean. I just got to give them credit where credit is deserved, No, they get all man. the credit. Tibbs get all him and what they've been able to do, of course, man. They and, turn and, it and around. And here's the crazy thing. By the way the seedings have worked out in the playoffs, we could actually be talking about the Knicks getting to the next round of the playoffs. Like, if they were going against the Bucs, I'd be like, great season. It's done. There's a legitimate chance against the Hawks. They can beat the Hawks in a seven-game series. This should be a good series. This should be a great series. Now, the, the Knicks beat them 3-0 in the regular season, but you can't really look at yeah, that matchup. Yes. Trey missed one game, and then he missed the finish of another yep. game. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really good match. Again, what, what Nate McMillan has done with the Hawks is oh, also – got to look at that. That's a tough team. They can score. Uh, that's going to be a good series. But I got to say this. This has now become what we do here in New York, as I told you. Any team wins a championship at the parade, you're like, well, can they win two in a row? I don't know. Like, that's what we do. So now it's, is this a successful season? Yes. Yeah. Already absolutely. it is because you exceeded expectations. But what do they do from here? What, what can they, what's the jumping off point when they from gotta, this? They got one thing at a time, man. You got to win a playoff game. You're in the playoffs, so you let's know, see if you can get to the I, second round. I think you're round. missing the point. Once the second round is over, then you can look to the future. Then you can look to the future. Once you exit the playoffs, then that conversation turns to can we get somebody, can we do – but right now, let's focus in on where they're at right now and what they've been able to do. Why put the horse before the cart? I had to think about it. A cart before the horse. <laughs> cart, yeah. yeah, cart before the horse. Why do that? Why do that to yourself in New York? Why do that well, to yourself? Because what we do – like we'll that's enjoy, foolish. We'll enjoy this now, but what you want to know is, I, I guess there's the thing. I know Jay has said this. Like, it, you know, how can you look at this as a successful season? What will make it successful? And I'm thinking it's really where do they go from here? Is this now? Does this turn turn it around for the franchise where nobody's now looking at it, thinking I don't want to go there because it's a circus? Now it's like you know what? I kind of like what they got going on. I might want to be part of. Well, it. I think because we all know they got. Jay can speak to this because Jay played in the NBA and and he's from the the region, the area. Tri-state. They turn. They turn. Triborough, whatever. They 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 Jeez. changed. Jeez. The fortune of the franchise when they got the people in to run it. Leon Rose. Leon Rose and Tibbs and Worldwide West. So that immediately had them say, okay, I bet you, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, if they had hired this group a year before when KD and Kyrie was in free agency, did they have a would they have had a legitimate shot with Worldwide West and that group selling it? To them. A way better shot than a better the last shot. group. Yeah, so a way better shot it's than the already last group changed. Sure. You can smile. It's already changed. Oh, now I can smile. Yeah. Because before you told because me. Because that's I, realistic. I, you smiling like they're getting ready to win the damn world championship. Well, I'm just smiling because we're back in the league. I like feeling that way instead of being relegated and talking about lottery. But, you know, it is now, of course, the goal is always how do you win a championship? Well, you know, currently constituted, this is not a championship roster. We know this. So how do they make it better so they can get into that conversation? The Clippers and Lakers. L.A. market, you got two teams with championship aspirations. you got one here in New York with the Nets. Boy, would the NBA love it if they had four teams in their two largest markets that are all championship contenders. Clippers running from the Lakers, so I don't know about that. you got to be real when you you assess the Knicks. They've had an incredible season. But, you know, we did talk about NBA countdown on Friday. I was like, all right, so what are the next moves? Let's even say they get by the Hawks, right? Phenomenal season. Oh, my God, yes. Phenomenal season. But what typically happens in New York is – all right, like, how do we sustain that next year? Or how do we surpass that? 
What decisions do you make on guys like Derrick Rose? Some of your pending free agents. Do you bring some guys back? Do you release cap space? Do you try to go get more guys? Absolutely. I mean, you do, but there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts, especially when the bar has been set. Like you didn't come in just as a nine or ten. You're the fourth seed. Yep. You're the, I don't care if it Miami deals with their issues, whatever. You're the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference right now, heading into the playoffs. That sets a pretty high bar for Tibbs and company next year to reach that mark again. But you go out there and you take a look at who could be available to help you get out of the second seed that you potentially got in if you beat the Hawks this year and then you get bounced. You find whoever that one or two alpha dogs is to pair with whoever. Maybe it's as crazy as it may sound, maybe Julius Randle's on the move again because you now no. get some more. But wait, maybe no. now. Think about it, though. You know how the NBA is. What if Julius Randle's on the move because you go get – some mega but see, I don't, star I, 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 or something I don't like want that. that to happen. See, one, the one thing I like about the Knicks right now is that they're establishing a culture, a culture, and having foundational – But you know how I go, though, Jay. I know, but having a foundational piece of your culture, I mean, if that's your best asset to utilize, as long as that player you trade Julius Randle for yes. fits the culture that you've already established here in New Maybe York. he doesn't go anywhere. I'm just bringing the most valuable guy on the team right now and as it's constituted as a piece that you can – you know, put out there for somebody else that is bigger and better that they may say, well, if we got this guy instead of that guy, we can make a run. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We certainly will uh, keep the conversation going on, on this. And Randall's had a phenomenal year. He probably will be most improved player. He will be an all-NBA player. Uh, he's got an option year left, and then they can talk about what they want to do with him contract-wise. They've got $50 million in cap space that they can spend, whether to keep this group together or to improve it. They've got two first-round draft picks. I mean, this is the healthiest this franchise has been in a very long time when you think about everything. Not only the winning aspect on the court, the head coach who has a chance at coach of the year, but also on what they have going forward. This isn't one of those not sustainable, one-and-done type of things, which the 54-win 2013 season felt more like that because it was the oldest roster in the league. I mean, think about 2022, like what that class looks like, like John Wall, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Bradley Beal. I mean, that that next summer is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but again, do they keep chasing or do they try to keep building it their way? That's why I I want New York Knicks fans to understand. If if you guys don't finish top four next year, I wouldn't see that as a failure type of season. But see, for me... Because typically what Nick fans are going to do, like, oh, we got to hit the four mark again. Like, but see, that's me, though. I'm, I'm with the New York Knicks fans. When you're in big cities like this, you yeah, you can have a certain foundation. Don't take a step but back. But this is not a building but see, that's a, situation. But see, that's my This problem. is not a building city and a building team and a building town. It's just not. It's, we got a few pieces, but we got to get that dude. But that's what scares me, right, though. Who's that's, that dude, though? Well, that's what I'm saying. He just named off 22. Well, but that's not that's not until next summer. That, that's, the, that's, that's not this 20, summer. That's 22. That's next oh, yeah, summer. I'm a year ahead. I mean, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like You guys have to be realistic with your expectations. Because, like, yes, you are at the well, four seed now. Maybe but, you but, didn't. Like, Miami, Miami dealt with issues, COVID issues, all year long and injuries, right? Boston, too. Like, Boston dealt with things, too. Boston's probably going to retool. So, yes, you are the four seed. Does that mean you're the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference? I don't know. We haven't seen how it translates. Well, they are the best defense in the league. Agreed. So here's my thing. About that. Who plays defense during the regular season, though, at the level that you guys do? Nobody Handful. really does. Handful. That's how you guys have won a lot of that's, – that's, that's, No doubt. That's your calling No call. problem with that, right? Does that always – now I'm interested. Does that translate into playoff defense, though? Right? Because now other teams are picking up their level 
of intensity during the playoffs as well to match the intensity you guys have sustained throughout 71 games. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that's exactly what we're going to find out going forward. But, you know, again, if they're going to do something in the offseason, it won't be through free agency. It'll have to be if they are going to add something significant in a trade. And what would be, as you mentioned, the culture? What would be the piece that would fit the best, fit the most? What would be a player that you're like, boy, if you drop him in this thing, it really changes. And we all know the piece they're missing remains point guard. So you got to find a guy. Lonzo. You got to find Lonzo a guy. Be interesting. With one year left to or expiring contract, right? One year or you, Yeah, expiring or, as we always seen throughout the league, a star that's just had it in his place and wants out. And says, I, would, I like what they're doing. I want to be part of that. Who could that I'm not saying be? it's going to happen, but I, I'll, I'll just I'll put it out there because I, I, I always wonder about how long, and he's always said the right things. Um, I always wonder about how long Dame will stay in Portland. I do. Uh, especially uh, this was a team that a couple of years ago, several years ago, they're in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. In Western Conference Finals. Now we've been talking about them. Last year they had the play-in. They get through the bubble, right? They get to the playoffs. This year they're kind of in that same boat around that six uh, – what are they, five or six it's seed? six. Yeah. Six seed, okay, mm-hmm. right? The same bubble. Like, I just wonder, like, if their bigs don't get healthy – like, will Dame stay in Portland, or will Dame come to a place like New York and say, I he's can so make heavy. New York mine? Well, they got to so play heavy. Denver in the he's first so round. He's so heavy, though. Uh, I can make Jay, New York mine. I he's know so he's heavy, heavy Portland. Heavy I know. West Coast that I don't, I don't – he's just heavy West well, Coast. I wouldn't see New York being something that Dame would be afraid of. No, he's not afraid of it, but his oh, mentality like he would be is like, just so heavy West Coast. And when you talk about culture, this is a team full of gym rats. That's what the Knicks are made up of. Dudes that just – they want to be in the gym a lot. They go at night in the gym. This is what they do. And the coach is a gym rat, too. If anybody fits that, it would be Dame. Now, again, he's got a one out. It's got to start there. And we know he's never really wanted to do Can I ask a question that. real quick, though, yeah. If you guys – say you guys continue to build and you don't land somebody massive. If you guys got, like, the fifth seed or the sixth seed next year in the Eastern Conference playoffs, like, would that be a disappointing year for you guys? I'd have to see how it looks. Yeah, that's, that's too – there's too much to that. I'd have to – no, no, honestly, i have to see how that looks. But as Key said – I just want to enjoy this right I, now. Yeah, I know. You're saying the four seed sets the bar to. really high, really high. They need to get a star, though, man. That's New York. Keyshawn yeah. J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online and get a custom quote and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. From the Bay to the A and everywhere in between, from A to Z. Time for A to Z, though, as we go now around the world of sports. You guys ready for some baseball? Yeah, I want to get your take on this. The Dodgers made a very significant addition to their team, Albert Pujols. As you remember, he was uh, designated for assignment, cleared waivers from Anaheim. And now, as first reported by the LA Times, confirmed by ESPN Pujols, is in agreement with the Dodgers on a major league deal. So he will be joining the Dodgers. He was in the last year of that 10-year, $240 million contract when the Angels let him go last week. 41-year-old future Hall of Famer would be logically coming in for a part-time role. Buster only explains on why the Dodgers signed him. In talking with sources yesterday, they say that the Dodgers' initial interest in Pujols was wrapped around his ability to hit against left-handed pitching, which has been a problem for the Dodgers this year. So what Pujols could do for them is get some starts at first base against lefties. Maybe they start Max Muncy at second base. Or maybe he comes off the bench and he pinch hits against lefties. Uh, that's something at this year, 878 OPS in a small sample size. But let's face it. 
The Dodgers right now are looking for any type of solutions. You just ran through those injuries. Seager, Bellinger, Pollock, Dustin May. It's incredible how many injuries they've had. A general manager with another team said to me yesterday about the signing, desperate times call for desperate measures. I think that's about right, and it doesn't cost us a whole lot. Nope. You left struggling against left-hand pitching. He, much like Buster said right there, he can always slide in the first against the left-handers, move Muncie to second base, or even come off the bench when we play. Uh, we need a DH or to pinch hit. Right, when you I mean, play we don't really league. need him to do a whole lot in the field. And it's, you know, for the short time, he's going to be there. And he gives more power. And coincidentally, that's why the Angels moved on from him. They didn't want to keep him on the bench and not play him every day. They felt like it would be disrespectful, but he easy wants drive. to keep playing. It's an easy drive for him to to the stadium. Good too. point, too. This MLB weekend recap brought to you by Credit Karma. Visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. All right, to the NBA. or back to the NBA. So, Steph Curry won the scoring title. So, the oldest since Michael Jordan to do it. 46 points mm. he scored to complete his season. A 113-101 win over the Grizzlies that helped Golden State clinch the West number 8 seed. Again, joining Michael Jordan as the only players age 33 or over to win the scoring title, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Listen to LeBron saying the scoring title is not the only award that Curry should win. We're playing, in my, in my opinion, the MVP of our league this year and Steph. So, you know, we got to be you know prepared for everything that they have. They got championship DNA as well. You know, they've been there. You know, they know what it takes and what it feels like to be in pressure games. So. We gotta be ready for that opportunity and for that uh, for that pressure. Jay, what do you think of LeBron saying that Steph should be the MVP? I mean, I I, I have emissions of guilt right now because I, I sat up here a couple weeks ago and said this thing is over. Nikola Jokic is going to win it. I, I think the NBA will probably reward Jokic for winning it because he's played what seventy one of seventy one games, and I, I think that will set a bar for the league about yes, you have to play games. But I mean, Stephen Curry is the MVP. Like I called Evan last night before LeBron even said this. I said, you know, I've been wrong, man. Stephen Curry's the MVP. This team has no clay. They've had guys from the G League been on the roster. He's missed 10 games, and he has them in the playoff push. He's been averaging 31.8 points per game. Like, it, he's been a one-man wrecking show. Wrecking show. Granted, Andrew Wiggins has came on as of late. Draymond Green plays a pivotal part. But what he's done, you know, we if we're going to say what Tibbs has done with that team, right, doing more with less. Good point. Right? That's what Steph has done with the Golden State Warriors. Like, and otherwise, what are they? What are the what, Warriors? They're, they're nowhere close. We're yeah. talking about them at the bottom of the league. At the bottom of the league with, with teams like Houston, with teams like OKC. That's where this team would be without Stephen Curry. And now they're in the playoffs because of this dude? Like what I love about it, about this story too is that we forget maybe that early in the season when they were just bad, and Steph was getting frustrated. And you heard and when we start to well, does he oh, want yeah. out of there? Is it time for him to move on? He sounded like he was really annoyed with the guys around him. They just don't get it. They don't understand how hard you have to work, what it takes to win in this league. And then all of a sudden, he just started showing them, like, all right, I'm done complaining. Now I'm going to show you what it's what it takes. And it's just 40-point game, 40-point game, 40-point game, 10 threes in this game, 12 threes in that game. Like, he just started going crazy. And since then, he's run away 
uh, with you know the conversation about MVP. And we've had how many guys? You say five different guys we've talked about at some point during the season that should be the MVP. I mean, everybody James Harden saying, at one point. How LeBron. come you're not sticking with your same pick? I'm like, because it's fluid, man. I mean, James well, Harden didn't play for a month and a half. LeBron James was in the lead once. That's right. He was out. It was fluid. Jokic was there. I mean, it, it, it's been fluid the whole year. But Jokic has always been there. Yes. And Shane in South Carolina wants to know why Jokic is getting so much disrespect. Shane. Hey, I'm trying to figure out what it is about Jokic that you guys at ESPN just absolutely hate because if he had, or if it was LeBron or KD that had the numbers that he's putting up this season, you guys would be salivating over the prospect of talking about him. Oh, I, I agree with you. I, and if you, from somebody who watches ball all the time, you watch Jokic, people say, well, his game is like, blah. I'm like, actually, his game is pretty damn Would entertaining. you see me stick out my tongue? You said, because people naturally say that, but <laughs> like, people don't no. watch a lot. Of, let's be real about it. People don't watch a lot of Denver games. Like, how many Denver games do you see that are primetime? I mean, primetime games. Be real about it. No, Especially when they yeah. lost Jamal Murray. So it's like out of sight, out of mind. Then you see Stephen Curry highlights everywhere, going bonkers, shooting threes. Granted, it's Steph just... is snack, crackle, pop. But I agree with him to a degree. Jokic just had a phenomenal year. It's just the way Steph has yeah. carried his team from yeah. the ashes. Jokic is is cool, right? He's better than cool, I would say. But much like you said, it's just like it's not. Yeah. When you watch him play, Key, like, his game is more than yeah. His yeah, game but is on I, fire. I get it. I mean, I'm out west, so I get a chance to I, you know I was out west. I get a chance to watch Denver play a lot, but it's just still you know. I know why you're to, saying that. Opposed to even. From a Giannis standpoint, as a big, his was just, I don't know, it was something about it that looked more exciting, exciting. much like you said Steph. with Steph or, or KD or LeBron or whatever, opposed to some dump truck big that's dominating. It's just like. He's a great, pa- he's a great passer. In great fact, he's averaging 8.6 assists per game. It's the most since Will Chamberlain. Like, he's doing things. Like, we talked about Russ and, and the big O. Yeah. What Jokic did this season, we haven't seen since Will Chamberlain. Yeah, I wouldn't, I call, I wouldn't call him a dump truck big, big. I wouldn't but call I'm him saying, that. I'm saying, I hear what you're saying. I'm saying I just never would do that. That's the way I, people with, that are looking at it, that's why they're like, there's no flash to it. I, I, so it just looks like there's a, a lot of flash to it. No, it's There's a lot of flash to it, though. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Hear me on this. The, the the flash levels are decimals apart, right? But it's still more flash than ninety five percent in the league. No, but not right? against, like, but not uh, against but the people to, that we are thinking about as MVP. Well, that flash is really bright. Well, people can't relate that, and this is why I think Steph has. A, Jokic is going to win it. I think the league is going to re, it's, reward. Remember, it's voted by the media. Him playing every single game, but what happens with Steph? Every dude walking down the street feels like he can be like Steph. You know why? Because Steph is relatable. I'm not saying they can do it, but Steph is like, he's not 6'10", he he's small. not 6'11". That's what I just said, a big old dude that's just like, blah. Where he's Giannis not like is blah. big, he's Giannis not like is blah, big, though. and Giannis is coming and doing this from the free throw line and got this and that, playing D. But I don't want that to be the narrative. That's not the narrative that's what of Jokic. But that's the way they're Jokic looking at him. Blah. His game is nasty. The basketball conversation they're looking. You know they looking that at him like that. You your calls at eight eight eight. They're wrong. Do you not think that they're looking at him like that? I, opposed to I, I let's just, say the I other think, four guys. I think those are people who don't watch so basketball. Who don't watch him guards, play. Guys, how about the season Kyrie <laughs> Irving is having? Just call him fifty forty ninety. That's, that's his right, name. and that's coming up Way after Keith has this. Oh, just read the promo from Goodyear. Jay was once a dump truck as well. Good year knows when the season starts heating up, so new possibilities. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge, and contenders are solidifying their position. From here on out, 
Every game's a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, and hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build to the moment, but it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. How focused is Kyrie on the task at hand? A lot of stuff is going on in this world. Basketball is just not the most important thing to me right now. He's had an incredible season. 50-40-90 is not something you see, but you have to wonder where his head is at going into this next juncture. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Dotson loses it, walking the tightrope. Oh, Blake Griffin! Razzle-dazzle! Oh, next level! Kevin Durant, the rack attack, and one of the highlights of the year! Man, I had eagle. Incredible. Might be up for player of the year, but it does not be Anthony Edwards dunk to me. Anthony Edwards has the player um, of the year. Uh, what's his name? Watambi from uh, I don't even, I don't even know who. It doesn't matter who it was on. Rest in peace, yes. Meanwhile, that's the call. Iron Eagle on the Yes Network. The Nets clinched the two-seed in style form. Kevin Durant off the glass with that dunk. Beautiful play. 123-109 win over the Cavs. Nets locking up the two-seed in the East. The Bucks now are the three-seed. Brooklyn faces the winner of Tuesday's Celtics-Wizards play-in game, which you can hear on ESPN Radio. The Knicks have the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. A 96-92 win over the Celtics. JV gave them the fourth seed in the East. Thank you, Boston. The Knicks snap a seven-season postseason drought. We'll take on the Hawks in the first round. The Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2021 was announced this weekend. Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh make their first year of make it in their first year of eligibility. Also part of the class, Chris Weber. Ben Wallace, Tony Kukoc, Lauren Jackson, Yolanda Griffin, coaches Jay Wright, Rick Adelman, and Bill Russell. Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. Did you know Indeed has 135 skills tests 
to help you screen for the experience your company needs. Not frisbee throwing or whistling with your fingers, but essential skills like computer proficiency and customer service. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. How focused is Kyrie on the task at hand? A lot of stuff is going on in this world. Basketball is just not the most important thing to me. He's had an incredible season. 50-40-90 is not something you see. You have to wonder where his head is at. If you guys could hear what happens here. So I was talking about Anthony Edwards having a dunk of the year. Yep. And Alan said, yeah, Lord, uh, rest, rest, rest in peace. And he looked yep. at me while I was going over to sports. And he's, he's like, Some, somebody died. What happened? I said, nobody died. Jeez. He just took his soul with that dunk is what happened. That's all. I just would use that in the same. Yes. Yeah. A lot of things going on. Yes. Was that wrong? I'm no, sorry. No, no. I just wouldn't that was think to use parlance. That. That's all that was so, there. So perplexed. Somebody, somebody died. <laughs> but that play, as we were talking about it on SportsCenter, uh, the play yesterday, just an amazing kind of, as you called it, it's like the Nets are the – They're the polished Rucker polished, Park. Yeah, polished version of what you'd see at Rucker. Just the way they play, how free they play. Uh, and Kyrie Irving really in the middle of it. And he finished his season um, – this year was something that is a rarity, and that is a, a, a 50-40-90 season. Now, to explain to those who don't know, 50-40-90 is 50% field goal percentage, which is incredible, especially for a guard. Especially for a guy averaging the points that he averaged. Yeah, and 40% from three-point range, and then 90% from the free throw line. I mean, that's as efficient of a shooting season as you can have. Throw on top of it, averaging over 25 points a game. Mm-hmm. So Kyrie joins Larry Bird, Steph Curry, and KD as the only players to do that. So the average 25 in a 50, 40, 90 season. Stats incredible, brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. But as we're talking basketball with Kyrie, and we get, you know, again, mesmerized by his ability and, and everything that he can do, and the wizardry, I like to put it to me, when he has the basketball. We get mesmerized by everything that Kyrie yeah. says and does. Well, that's the thing, is that, that you know, when you want to just, you have all this enthusiasm for his game, and media wants to talk to him about it and get his take on it, and for Kyrie, he just struggles with dealing with the media to a point where he tries to explain why he doesn't want to talk about basketball, and he did yesterday. I'm not going to lie to you guys. A lot of stuff is going on in this world, and uh, basketball is just not the most important thing to me right now. There's a lot of stuff going on overseas. All my people are still in bondage all across the world, and there's a lot of dehumanization going on. So, you know, I apologize if I'm not going to be focused on y'all questions. You know, it's just too much going on in the world for me to just be talking about basketball. Like, I focus on this. 24-7 most of the time, but it's just too much going on in this world not to address. It's sad to see this going on. And it's not just in Palestine. It's not just in Israel. It's all over the world, man, and I feel it. So he does, at the very least, apologizes Let's for see, not I, I, really I answering your question, saying that to the media, but at least made himself available to the media. I'll be the first one to say when I disagree with Kyrie. Um, I, I, I think yesterday, hearing all the calls and all the texts I received from people about what's your boy doing now, like just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, right? Because here was a situation, and I get that people want Kyrie to talk about basketball. I get that we're going into the playoffs, and it's natural that media will say, what do you think about your position in the playoffs? All these different things. I just think Kyrie's way of talking about what's actually going on in Gaza, if you guys have heard about what's actually happening there with the Palestinians and how things have been playing out, was a story that he was like, no, you know what? Today I want the attention to be on what's happening in our world. Now, people may not like the way he goes about doing it. Actually, he appreciate the fact that he apologized or saying, I apologize to you guys because I'm not going to be answering basketball questions today. I mean, it's just I think Kyrie's just a very polarizing personality and people want him to talk basketball. It doesn't mean he has to. 
every single time. Well, I think he's trying to not only that, he's trying to shift the focus to what's going on other than basketball. And, and it's giving him an opportunity at that point to basically say he's not talking about basketball, but not elaborating on what's going on. So now you could dive into those that aren't paying attention can now go see what he's talking about and go figure it out for themselves. Um, but much like Jay say, when you polarize him, man, no matter what, people are sitting there waiting for it to drop, to pounce on it. And he's put himself in that position, whether it was in Cleveland, Boston, or here in New York. Um, you know, I personally, for me, I know what he's saying. He's not talking about the basketball side of it because he that's a given. Like playing basketball is a given for him. That's natural. That comes just roll out of the bed, strap up the shoes, and can go. His focus is just on other things, and that's okay. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I don't see anything wrong with it either. I mean, I was a beat writer for a long time. I've been in the media in New York for 25 years, and I covered teams. I covered you know, all the three major, four major sports. And, you know, you always will have these moments where an athlete doesn't feel like talking. And, and I never understood how other members of the media would just flip out. He doesn't want to talk. He's got to talk. You have to make him talk. And I always felt like nobody has to talk if you don't want to. I never understood this must-talk thing. I'd like you to tell me about your game or what you saw or what you feel. I'd like your perspective. So when I write it, I'm writing it from what you said. But when you don't, okay, well, you just now gave me the power to say it from what I saw because I don't have your perspective. That's fine with me. But, but that might be fine with him too, though. Exactly. Right? And, and I, so that's why I don't, get, I don't get mad at this like some people do. I don't know why fans would care. Because so we, it's really more of a media thing. Than we anything. live in a society, you're damned if you do, you're damned if we don't. I remember the conversation being 10 years ago about, you know, because going to Duke, right? Duke always taught you how to answer things without answering anything. Let's be real about it. A lot of athletes know how to do it, right? Oh, yeah. Except that I can answer every one of your heart-piercing questions without answering anything. But it can but sound I'm like you are. it, right? And then fans, oh, we just want athletes to be real. We want them to be raw. Just tell us how you really feel. Tell the truth. He just so did. I get bass when I answer your question without answering it. But then when I really want to answer it and tell you how I feel, I get bashed anyway. So it gets to a certain point where it's like, I just don't give a damn anymore going to get bashed regardless so might as well just tell y'all what's really going on some of you guys will like it some others won't and if you don't don't listen or do your thing keep bashing good luck but he is somebody that has become that guy that you know polarizing is one word but also I, I think he's just he's been he's become someone that for a lot of people watching the game like I love watching him play like there's nothing more special than when he's on his toes with the basketball you could just tell like Something special is going to happen. He's really good. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, he's that guy, like you were saying. My, your eyes are drawn to him. You can just yeah. tell. And then it's like, I, I want, like you want to know more about him because he does play with such joy that you want to get that story. And you're not going to. And that can be frustrating. But you can tell he's a conflicted person who might feel a certain way about things going on in the world while I'm enjoying this life. And he, he struggles with it. But it's not something that I would use to bash him. But, Key, you were somebody that, you know, you enjoyed your time talking to the media. You made sure you controlled it, right? Well, so, sometimes I enjoyed it, and sometimes I didn't. But you I always mean, tried to con- make sure you controlled it, though, right? Oh, I'm going to always control it. Yeah. That is, that's, you know, I'm always control it. But the one thing for me, what I've always said as a media, write it like it is and not like you want it to be because that's the problem. If it, if it is what it is, I don't care. But when you start trying to set a narrative and this and that, that's when you get yourself into trouble. 
when the media tends to write it like they want it to be and not like it truly is. And I think that's the same thing with Kyrie, is they just want to set this narrative and try to figure out who he is because he's interesting. And they can't penetrate that, Mm -hmm. and it frustrates them. So now he becomes this, you know, guy out there in space that they seem to want to continue to chase but can't find the answers to anything that he's given them. But and also, it frustrates the hell out of them. Also, Key, you know why? Because it's not a what, – what stories do people click on? Like you click on headlines or like the sexy, oh, sure. juicy, gossipy content, right? right? Or things that you see people on TV arguing about. Like, ah! People that get up in a, in a fury about. You don't, you don't see media members gloating about the fact that he's donated $1.5 million to the WNBA or that he's given money to HBCUs, or he's fed the homeless, or $325,000. People don't tell the whole context. You know why? It's not sexy. It's not sexy to talk about what Kyrie does for the community. No, no, no. The story is, is that he thinks he thought the world was flat for that's a while. Not, and that's pushing a, that, oh, what's up with your boy? Funny. I'm like, but that, but wow, that's, that's that, where you guys go? But that's because he said that, though. Right. And because he said that, they ran with it. As far as the donations and the things that he does, he doesn't talk about it. So when you don't talk about it, they're not going to do the work to find out exactly what you're doing. They become lazy. And I've seen it from my own personal experience, Um, just things that I've done that nobody knows about because I'm not telling you. But I know, much like Kyrie knows, and he feels good about what he's doing, he doesn't have to tell everybody every single move and everything that he's doing. He just doesn't have to do it. But that goes back to controlling your own narrative. If you want that to be the story, you've got to create the story that is based on but that. He may, it's simple he may as that. Not You're want right. That to be the story. There's a lot of lazy when it comes to media, and that's why I try to tell a lot of young people who come into the businesses: do not, do not be lazy. Don't follow the narrative. Don't read that one article story. that pops up in your Facebook timeline because it. You know what oh. I mean? Don't, it's well, like, well, I draw my whole conclusion right. on this one. You know, one article I read that has one excerpt of a quote that is not even taking the quote in its full context. That's the biggest problem. I've we perpetuate. It, yeah, Man, we perpetuate crazy. a lot of stories. Because it's just the easy thing to write off of without doing our own research on it, realizing that maybe that's not the truth. Market Madness, we continue. We go to the Twin Cities. And before you question who is ranked first, think about the last team to win a title Mm. in Minnesota. That's next after Jay has this from Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some Straight Talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, (laughs) that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning kind of good. Okay, maybe not that great, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. Up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract. All on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We got market madness and it's brought to you by Indeed. Resumes are good. Resumes with Indeed skills tests are better. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Alan Hahn in for Zubin and we continue with market madness. We go to the Twin Cities. We go to Minneapolis, St. Paul. My boy, And with Phil. that, we go to Phil Mackey, who is the host of Mackey and Judd on Score North. All eyes north, Phil. All eyes north. I like the shirt. I just want to tell Jay, well, listen, you've been dogging on Ed Reed and Ricky Rubio all season. Look what they did in the last game. Look what they did. Fourth quarter garbage time. You just want to clown the bench players on the Wolves. <laughs> Phil, th- that is a lie. You told me before the season started on the phone call that we had, which we've had a lot, that Ed Reed would be the best screener in the history of the game. That's what you said. Mark Madsen, Ed Reed. I think the gold bus outside Target Center. Waving the towel, setting the screen. Let's go. Guys who set screens wear their wristbands on their actual wrist. That's when you know they're out there to set screens. So, Phil, we've got market madness. So, who do we have? And and from what I know, it's going to be a very interesting number one here. Who do we have in your top three in the Twin Cities? Yeah, let's let's count down to, to create some suspense here. Uh, so number three, and, and I got to be honest, this is strictly because he's the starting quarterback of the most popular team in town. Kirk Cousins is number three. And now when you put the stipulation, guys who don't have to wait to get into the club, I'm now thinking about like, what would Kirk Cousins be like in a club? <laughs> if you had a ranking of the most potentially awkward star athletes like in a that. club setting, I think, I think Kirk Cousins, would, that's the next list you should do. Who's the, who are the most awkward a-list athletes that would be standing in the corner, like I don't know, holding a kitty cocktail or something. Kirk <laughs> Cousins would be there, but um, he's not necessarily beloved, but he's the most recognizable because he's the quarterback of the Vikings. So it was kind of a tie between him and Adam Thielen oh, for boy. who came out of the uh, the Vikings like, side of the bracket here. So it sounds like night at the Roxbury you with like those that. two guys there. You like that? <laughs> you like those bottles? <laughs> you like that beer? You like that? <laughs> so do we have at number two? It's like. I, Sir, I'm just a server. I don't know why you're yelling at me right now. Why I'm just calling down. Uh, number number two, Carl Anthony Towns. So um, so I wanted to pick someone that represented the most recognizable young star athletes in Minnesota. And there's actually a really encouraging crowd. There's Carl Anthony Towns, Kirill Kaprizov with the Minnesota Wild, uh, Justin Jefferson, Byron Buxton, Anthony Edwards might win Rookie of the Year, right? But but Cat has been doing it for about five years. He's the face of the Wolves franchise which I will admit is a short bar to clear. Face of the Wolves <laughs> franchise is a short bar to clear. It's like being the face of MySpace. They haven't really been relevant in about 15 years. Um, but Carl Anthony Towns, seven feet tall, can walk into any place, and, and people will, uh, will have oogly eyes because, um, because he's cat. And then, um, and then number one, if you want to get to it here, yeah. Lindsey Whalen is the most recognizable walk-in-the-door Miss Whalen, where can we seat you, right? Um, Minnesota high school and college basketball legend, then helped the Minnesota Lynx to four championships over the course of about 10 years. And uh, and I can tell you, eyeballs light up when she walks into any establishment. Now she's the head coach of the Gopher women's basketball team here. And she represents Minnesotans from small farm town to a wildly successful uh, sports career. And, and she really is an A-list celebrity here among us in the state of Minnesota. That's the first female we've had. Lindsay Whalen. Wow. 
right? Okay. And mm-hmm. and as a coach as well, right? So you have those two. It's not even a current athlete, but somebody who had obviously an impact on the landscape there. Is it? Is it? The, the, and the Lynx were very popular, right? Like mm-hmm. that was a very popular team, especially winning their championships when they were doing it. You know, we we see a lot of markets. WNBA doesn't get a ton of coverage, but there in the Twin Cities, they were considered one of the elite teams, right? Yeah, and you also have to consider too here. Like we talk about markets like Cleveland with the championship drought, for, you know, with the, with with the baseball team and and the Browns and whatnot, and um, and Buffalo and like all these towns that haven't won championships in so long. Well, on the men's side, the last time one of the the men's teams won a championship was 1991. So we're not we're now 30 years. You know, we're a third of a century basically since one of the men's teams won. Well, the Lynx have been a dynasty over that stretch, and Lindsey Whalen was the central figure. Um, and so we, 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 we love the phrase one of us here in Minnesota. Mm. So if you are one of us, Adam Thielen, right? Um, I think anyone who comes from Minnesota and becomes a star, Joe Maurer with the twins for a long time, there's just a different level of connection. It's a very provincial state. And so that's why she's number one. Phil, real quick, I got to ask you, how fast is Anthony Edwards rising on this list? It was actually, you know, after watching him drop, I mean, it was a meaningless final regular season game. He dropped 30 again last night. Um, he is quickly becoming, I think, the face of the next five to ten years of young athletes here. And, you know, pe- people call this the state of hockey. And the Wild, have, they, they won their first game uh, of the playoffs yesterday against Vegas. And so hopefully they go on a run. But there are actually a ton of basketball fans in Minnesota. And you see it, I mean, Chet Holmgren, the number one high school recruit, goes to Gonzaga. Jalen Suggs, Minnesota high school basketball mm-hmm. player, uh, is going to be a top three pick. So Minnesota's kind of a, a basketball hotbed, mm-hmm. but the Timberwolves have so underserved that community for like 17 years. And uh, and we're kind of hoping that maybe, maybe A-Rod and Mark Lowry taking over as owners will send a jolt through the <laughs> franchise starting next year. Phil, we thank you for the time. Appreciate it as always. All right, guys. Thanks for having right. me on. Also, thank A-Rod. you for Tom Thibodeau. That's cold-blooded. Coming up, Stephen A. on the NBA playoffs. That's next, KJZ, ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.